how did I get away with that? That's amazing. How many years ago now? Nine years ago I said that story. I've, I've warned my husband that there is stories out there. Welcome to Untold Stories of Birth. This is a special Bareface Stories edition. It's time to get personal, guys. <clears throat> Testing, one, two, right. So, hi, hi. And as I'm going down the highway backwards, my skirt is up here. But still I'm thinking, how, how am I going to get someone's attention? Just there, just boxer shorts on. I got a visit from two resplendently clad policemen. <laughs> I took the pen that I keep on the dash to write down the rego plates of cars that are speeding. And I just absolutely lose it. And I start screaming and I say, Trisha, get your feet away from me. And then Stephen Fry says, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. And the show begins. My name is Andrea Gibbs. I'm the co-founder of Bareface Stories, a live storytelling show that's been running in Perth since 2010. It's a platform for those who surrender to the chaos of being human. Raw, honest, self-aware, real individuals just up on stage wearing their bloody beating hearts on their sleeves. They're armed only with a real-life story to share, and they share some very real moments from their lives. Some happy, some sad, some perverse, as you'll hear in this episode. It takes place in a very colourful neighbourhood. But there's more to Northbridge than just the party life. It has an amazing theatre scene. And if you want to check out some of the best independent theatre in Australia, you head straight to the Blue Room, right where this story takes place. And after the story, I'll be touching base with Sarah Jane Erickson to find out what Northbridge is like for her now, many years later, and with a young family. First though, let's take a trip down memory lane. Hi. I thought because... Today is the first birthday and that the Barefaced originally started in the Blue Room, I should talk about my youth and the Blue Room. And just over 20 years ago, I basically got to the Blue Room. There was this guy in charge of it and I said, I want to help and do everything. I want to do the tickets. I want to clean the floor. I'm your slave. He took this for the real thing. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a phone call basically saying, can you do the bar tonight? Someone's sick. It's like, yes. Have you ever done bar before? I've sat at a few. Can't be that hard. I'd pour some drinks. I'd take some money. Woohoo! Um, unfortunately, at that point in time, the Blue Room was a little less organised than what it is now. So when the show would finish each night, the audience basically thought that they could just party on till the wee hours of the morning. None of this one hour and you're out, my friends. I was like, oh, guys, please. Um, I'm trying to clean up, tidy up, go. And they'd all just be sitting there. And they, eventually they'd convince me that I should just give them the key and let them stay the night. <laughs> so I'd just go home, get in trouble the next day. What the heck? So it was all going nice and friendly. I was finding out that even though the beer and the wine cost less than the other things in the bottles, you can't just go glug, 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 glug with the gin. But the really cool thing was, I just started nightclubbing and there was a club around the corner called Limbo's and there was a club called Freezer. I don't know if there's any people near here who can remember the Freezer. And there was a beautiful glassy in there who looked like the guy who was in Heathers. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful man. 
And every night he would take me home, stopping at his place for a quick shag. <laughs> and we weren't boyfriend-girlfriend, but the words friends with benefits didn't exist either. So basically, I was just a bit of a hoe. Um, <laughs> and I lived at home and he lived at home, but somehow we still managed to get away with it. And one night I thought, I'm, I'm just... I want some excitement. I want to do something different. <gasps> now, the blue room at that time, you didn't need a key to get in. There was a code. So I worked hard, kicked everyone out. Finally, I'd worked out how to do that. Went off dancing with the boy. And then he goes, should we go home now? I was like, no. I run a bar in Northbridge. <laughs> I think we should go up there for a drink. So I went along and through my staggering remembered the code to get in the back door, climbed the stairs, went to the bar, and I was in charge. And I poured him a drink. And then we started kissing. And then our clothes started to come off. Now at this point, the bar did look very different in the blue room. The bar was a series of milk crates with some wood on the top. <laughs> so if you're nude behind the bar, you will be seen. The night's going on, everything's wonderful. I hear the code on the door downstairs. I freeze. I am motionless, in an excited position. <laughs> he is behind me. We crouch. And I swear, even though there was no fog or smoke in that room, this torchlight just came cut through the air. It was a security guard. Checking on the building. I am nude, crouched behind milk crates. <laughs> I, to this day, do not know if he saw me. But if he did, he still hastily moved and f***ed off out of there. <laughs> I quickly dressed and life was good. The blue room has now been going forever and thank God they have a solid bar. And I am not ever, ever allowed behind there. <laughs> have a wonderful night. Sarah Jane Erickson recorded live at Bareface Stories many moons ago now, actually in the first year that Bareface Stories started. She hadn't heard that story in a long time. I wanted to remind her of it and ask her how she felt about it now. How did I get away with that? That's amazing. How long has it been since you heard that story? That's the first time I've heard it since I said it. How many years ago now? Nine years ago I said that story. I, I've warned my husband that there is stories out there and he said, did I know you? I said, no, way, way, way before we even met. He goes, that's fine. Whatever you did way, 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 way before we met, that's none of my business. I'm like, Phew. thank God for that. What are your memories of Northbridge around that time? It was wonderful. Northbridge after going to private or girls' school was like, Disneyland, every weekend we'd all get dressed up. I have no idea how I'd spend the whole weekend out on the tiny amount of money that I earned. But we dressed up and we went out. i just always done weird, crazy things like that and it all happened in Northbridge. Um, there was a nightclub owner that used to call me um, his mushroom because I used to wear big hats. And from the second floor, he looked like, I must have looked like a mushroom moving through the crowd. They were just like, you knew your bartender. I can't, ima I can't imagine life without Northbridge. 
My life would be completely and utterly different without Northbridge. Now I go and I take my son to things. I can take him to the big screen. I'm really proud that my son can see contemporary art and he knows what Pika is. I'm also really proud of the fact that the films that happen and the different things that I can do as a family. I can sit in parts of Northbridge where there is parks or playgrounds and my son can interact with other kids, especially during holiday time. Holiday time is wonderful in the city of Perth. Even something as simple as the water playground in the centre of town. I feel really proud of the fact that I could take my child somewhere and he could play with lots of different kids. You're not just playing with the kids you know on your street. You're not going to become a community member if you hide in your house. You're going to like and care for other people if you see them. Yeah, Northbridge has allowed me to grow up and I want my son to have the same experiences growing up, unafraid and having a great time in a place like Northbridge. What's the biggest takeaway from hearing yourself tell that story again? Life has changed drastically since I told that story. There's a lot more rules and regulations that go on. Life is definitely more organised than when I worked in Northbridge. But it's that's also pretty freeing because now I can sit back and relax and watch a show and not work. Sarah Jane Erickson there. A big shout out to Odette Mercy and her Soul Atomics for providing all of the funky tracks that you hear throughout this podcast. If you want to find out more about storytelling in Perth, you can head to barefaced.com.au. This was a special episode for Untold Stories of Perth, commissioned by the City of Perth. My name's Andrea Gibbs. I'm the co-creator of Barefaced Stories. Thanks for joining us.